Hello and welcome to Bold Conscious Connections, the show where we delve into the journeys of exceptional individuals who have embraced their true potential. My name is Raju Panjwani, your guide on this adventure of discovery. In each episode, we connect with inspiring leaders, entrepreneurs, and visionaries who share their stories of transformation, resilience, and success. This is a space for you to find inspiration, my friends, learn from others' experiences, and ignite your own path of personal and professional growth. Now, so whether you're seeking a spark of motivation or strategies for success, join us on this journey of bold and conscious connections. In this refreshed season four, Bold Entrepreneurial Tales, we're celebrating the stories of individuals who bravely stepped beyond traditional roles to follow their entrepreneurial hearts, as I say. These are not just business stories. They're personal journeys of courage, creativity, and transformation. Whether you're dreaming of starting your own venture or seeking inspiration to keep going, these tales are for you. Join us as we share relatable life experiences, real life experiences, challenges and triumphs that resonate with your journey towards success and fulfillment. Now, without further ado, let me get to today's episode. In this episode of Bold Conscious Connections, which is in season four featuring bold entrepreneurial tales, I sat down with Josh Cook whose life story takes us from seminary studies to founding Corner Perk, a cornerstone coffee shop that has grown into a series of community hubs in this town where I live, near Hilton Head, South Carolina. In his own words, Josh is a man of many ideas and crazy enough to chase them down. Uh, as I said, he's born and raised in the South Carolina Low Country. His journey is a testament not just to entrepreneurial spirit, but to a profound commitment to community and personal values. So when I sat down with Josh, he delved into the lessons of resilience, the dynamics of balancing family life with uh, business demands, and the joy of creating spaces that unite and uplift people. He has a great team. I've met them all in person, and it's just such a vibrant, vibrant place to go. His narrative offers a unique lens on entrepreneurship. It's about more than success. It's about meaning, connection, and the pursuit of happiness. Join me as I explore with Josh his blend of passion, creativity, and community, the focus that can inspire us all to chase our dreams while making a tangible impact on those around us. So let me not stand in the way of you and my conversation with Josh. Well, welcome to the show, Josh. Josh Cook is is my newfound fan i just it's been so amazing i've been down low country now for a couple of years and i've finished a few things a milestone part of our book as well and i worked a lot at your at your cafe so for me corner park is a great place not just for coffee of course but you to me are having talked to you a little bit you're sort of the the embodiment of what a real entrepreneur is so welcome to the show josh thanks i'm thrilled that you and honored to be asked um and i've enjoyed getting to know, know you and our conversations as well. And I appreciate you visiting our store and taking care of the team there as you do. So my pleasure. Well, I'm going to say that, you know, first I thought it was just this corner perk on the you know, main street in downtown Bluffton. And then I've gotten to know that you have multiple locations. So 
Let's go back to the story. But, you know, I always ask the questions of my guests, Josh, because a lot of my listeners tend to be people who are, you know, corporate executives, et cetera, who have this dream to start a business. So they have an idea, but they don't know what exactly, what exactly, mm -hmm. and then how. How is, okay. of course, trips everybody up. So let's go back to the fact I always ask, who is Josh? Not about what he does. Okay. Oh, well, that's an interesting one. I am a father and a husband, uh, two lovely girls. Uh, family is very important to me. My passions, I've kind of come up with all these crazy ideas and I, I kind of uh, chase them and I just kind of see where it takes me. And had somebody asked me when I first started uh, in the business, uh, I didn't admit to myself that I was an entrepreneur for about eight years. It just, mm. that's not the way that I saw myself, but I was just, I love coffee and I love people. And I, I really enjoyed getting to decide what I did each day. And that works for me and my personality. And so that's kind of, I guess the best, simplest way to sum it up is just a guy who likes coffee, likes people and likes chasing ideas. And we get down the road and now we've got multiple shops and a roaster and things like that and ambition to do even more, more things. Well, you certainly make business sound very easy. And I know that's not the case, Josh. So you went <laughs> so to uh -huh. seminary school and then from seminary to this, why coffee? Why does the world need yet another, you know, place another to have coffee? Uh, well, you know, I was inspired by a place. We started in 2009 and it was kind of the best and the worst time to start something. I didn't know what pre-recession uh, business, running a business looked like. So we kind of started in the middle and, and we did, it was hard, but I just assumed it's always hard. We lost our credit due to a situation um, within three weeks of opening the shop. And so that made it even more difficult. But in hindsight, because of those challenges, it really taught us how to live off of what we had. You know, it might not have been much, but we didn't have the pleasure of, of making very large financial mistakes early on because there was just, you know, we were scraping pennies together. That taught us how to budget, how to just run the business and just turned around five years later, was fortunate to still be doing it and had the opportunity to build this big new building and tried to figure out how that worked. And then that one, after a couple more years of figuring it out, it took off. And that kind of has been the fuel that's allowed us to do everything else we've done since then. So, you know, the stories make the world go around, Josh. So, you know, in terms of the transition from being a youth minister to opening a coffee shop is obviously a big, huge leap for anybody probably listening. They go, how do, you, how do you do this stuff, right? So I know that you had that little shop nearby that you had some sort of, you know, you were just, you said, you're scraping by, you just make, made yeah. very little money and just enough. So there's something inside of you that was, you know, obviously brewing. No pun yeah. intended here. <laughs> so what was that? Is there one significant thing? I know that your wife, Kelly, is a big supporter of you and you've been married for 20 years. What's the significant change? Was there one that you, that, that moment that goes off that you go, okay, I'm going to go do this. I don't care. Um, are you talking about uh, as we were just getting started or kind of when things started to take off? Well, the transition from youth ministry to, to business, oh, right. right? I mean, that's not a, yeah. it's not a normal thing you would think. Yeah, a lot of times it happens the other way. A lot of times a business owner will one day you know, decide to do ministry or something like that. Mm -hmm. I know that our pastor, that's his story. A lot of things actually, because my wife kind of likes to remind me, you know, I didn't think I was marrying a business owner. I thought I was marrying a youth pastor because um, that was <laughs> kind of where I was heading or maybe a college pastor or something like that. So, but some things certainly transition. I mean, I planned to do uh, church planting. So it was a very entrepreneurial type of of ministry. I imagined, or we imagined that it would be a large ministry that we would grow it, you know, as right. you know, that's sort of um, similar. 
Um, a lot of it has to do with people, you know, the people, our team, as well as the community. And so there's aspects that cross over between the two. So when I look back, I kind of do see that this is sort of a natural progression of, of where I was headed, even though it seems like a different direction. Um, so several things transfer for me, but you know, in ministry, a lot of times you have to go where the job is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we started the shop being, I grew up in this area and being back in this area and being near my family, my wife's family is, is here, um, was very important. We wanted to raise kids in this area. And so ironically, I got a job as a youth pastor the day before, or maybe it was a couple of days before we opened the very first shop. So I did uh, ran the business a hundred hours a week. And then I was a part-time youth minister and 20 hours a week, Sunday mornings wow. or really all day Sunday. And then Wednesday evening, we'd open at six 30 and close at 9 PM every day. And then somehow before kids, we had the time to do the youth ministry as well. Four um, kids then, too. I wouldn't even talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that way we started before we had kids. And so, yeah, on the, I've, uh, they're 13 and 11 now. When mm. I was planning the building, the new building, while we had a two year old and we were in the hospital having our second child. And that wow. we broke ground the day she turned one on the new building. And uh, I think, you know, it was a, maybe her second birthday or whatever. We finally moved in. So, mm. it was, but it always kind of, you know, it was right around when she was born. So, um, mm. but she's the star of the house. Uh, things kind of revolve around her. So I don't think that she missed out on any attention, <laughs> um, but the great, great kids. And, uh, right. Yeah. I mean, so, that's, so we're still going to church and very involved in the ministry. We did a, a mission trip a couple of years ago and, uh -huh. um, but also visited coffee farms in the nearby area where we do the mission trip. So they, for me, they've really dovetailed, you know, as a part of who I am. Got it. So that brings me to the fact that you, it's not just about a coffee, right? So we already know there are other inspirations about coffee, creating community, but mm -hmm. how do you see your role in shaping the community? Because I know it's not just a place for a good cup of coffee, but it's like a yeah. hub because I enjoy being there. I mean, when I'm, I just like the buzz around where we are. And then now we have other locations. So I've, I've enjoyed different ambiance in both different, at least the two locations I've visited. So Thanks. what is the most rewarding aspect for you about this community? building and your role in it? Because I know um, you are one of it's those. It's hard for me to be um, reflective in that sort of way. It's a little, uh, probably too close, but I've heard other people describe it as, and, and again, it kind of takes me aback when I think about it, but describe it as a, you know, we have a music venue above the Bluffton shop and it's more of a labor love. Um, mm. Obviously I love music. I'm not a musician, but I enjoy music and I love the performers and, and the artists and how they it's a stage for them to be able to do their art. Whereas a lot of what I feel like, you know, with the interior design and with the, the way we d build our culture and our values is a, a way of giving back to the community. You know, he kind of said this really wonderful that you could book all these music and all these acts. He said, I know it put, you put so much work into it and, and same with the coffee, you know, I don't roast all the time, but, I, when I do, I enjoy it and I'm trying to do the best I can just as a way of giving and serving things would go on if I wasn't here. Right. It's not like mm -hmm. I'm God's gift society or anything like that, no. but I love chasing my passions and then sharing those with others. I guess it's the easiest way to sum that up. Right. Well, I mean, you're certainly making it, making it very accessible for entrepreneur to get, oh, I should just quit my job and do this. But so I know it's not that. <laughs> well, 
there's definitely a, a lot of hard fought like guys things you know there's a new situation every day you know we've had to deal with people coming to people. arrest team members well people right um <laughs> we've had accusations of all kinds of things just things you never realize that you're going to face when you get into yeah. business um, yeah. people hurting themselves at, at your shop and uh, you know threats of and you still want to be in it well, some days <laughs> uh, not every day. There's a, I'm, I'm a, not intentionally a, uh, oh, I can't think of the word right now, but uh, manic depressive, but there are days where I'm like, why do I put myself through this? Um, but there's a, a lot of other times there's very rewarding and, and very, right. you know. It, so is there it, one particular tough situation that you remember that that was like, a, oh my God, I'm, I'm never going to do that again. Or what was the lesson that go? Okay. I mean, we all learn um, lessons, but we don't because every situation is different, but but you yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, there's a few. Um, one that's kind of uh, very memorable is, you know, I was unfamiliar. So when you have a home, uh, you pay taxes and it's, but it's all escrowed, right? Your insurance and your property sure. taxes, unless you uh, have a different type of way that you do that. But when you have a business, at least a loan that we did, you know, the taxes on the property were very little the first year because, but then the second year, you know, it was in the neighborhood of $10,000 and I wasn't, you know, we were still trying to get the business going and I didn't pay the taxes. So there was a late fee and then we had moved. And so I didn't even get the bill, blah, blah, blah. So it's 13,000, 14,000. And that was more than I made an entire year. Most of the years um, prior to that. This so, is a while ago, I assume. When was yeah, that? This is uh, 2016. Okay. Um, yeah. This is 2016. Well, the wild part of the story is I'm at the sandbar enjoying a nice Sunday afternoon, um, which is something we have down here uh, out in the river on the boat and dad's boat, you know, we're just enjoying ourselves, having a little, little cocktail. And I get a phone call. Hey, there's a, there's an orange sticker on your front door. It says your hot your, your new building is going up for tax auction. And uh, I'm like, I didn't even know that that was possible. And uh, I guess I had let it go till August and the tax auction was September, October, something like that. We kind of, that ends the day. Essentially, we come back. I, I got to see. And plus, I'm embarrassed. Like, you know, who's going to see this and think, you know, what, what are they going to think? So I get back and deal with it, figure it out, understand it. I find a way to borrow money from Square to pay this bill that's going to take it for my future sales. Right. And um, yeah, I don't ever want to do that again. I pay my taxes in december now um for fear that that but there's there's nothing like having a kid and having your property go up for tax auction that'll get you, light a fire under you to figure things out so it wasn't long after that in fact that was one of the things that set me on a trajectory of of finally making it in business was you know we've got this big shop we've got this tremendous business we hit all these milestones we expected to hit, but we still hadn't figured out how to be profitable. Mm. And by trying to solve that problem, you know, it set me on a trajectory to profitability, which I'm grateful for. Well, and I can sense it, but you know, I know that it's, this is, this is written with challenges and, and you overcome many. So I know that family is important to you. You've talked about your kids yeah. and of course your wife, that's part of your life. So I'm sure that helps to balance, you know, demands of the work, uh, the business, challenges of team, et cetera, et cetera, that you manage, but how have you managed it? I mean, truly this show is about bold, being bold. You've clearly sure. been bold and you've, you've kept moving forward, but consciousness is about, how, you know, what, what it means to me is that life is not happening to you. It's happening for you. 
That's yeah. And I know it's a combination of your faith uh, that you come from. How do you make sure that you stay centered and how do you manage balance your life with family and entrepreneurial and you keep doing new things, of course? Sure. I, I don't know if I do a great job at it, but priorities is definitely important. You know, I've, I've heard I like to listen to people's biography or autobiography and whatnot. And, you know, some of the biggest characters and the biggest success stories have had failed marriages and, and distant um, broken relationships with their children and things like that. And I, the people that are going to be by my side, you know, if I die uh, old age, long, happy life, which we hope is the case, it's, it's going to be the people that I've invested the most in, the people that I mm. have cultivated those relationships with the most. And some of those people that I work with, you know, we become close friends and, and hopefully some of those relationships will maintain whether sure. or not we retire one day, uh, and, but maybe, or maybe not. But it's very important to me that I invest in my children and my relationship with my wife throughout, <laughs> both because I enjoy it, because they're wonderful people, but also because I know that those will stand the test of time if right. we can nurture and cultivate those relationships. Also, what else is any success like if there's no sort of legacy or there's no nobody to enjoy it with or nobody to inspire by it and if you know you took uh, the word out of my mouth legacy so your legacy is clearly you know your children and your other it's not necessarily the numbers of zeros and you know yeah i mean your... I, could, I feel like i'd be a lot more if you want to call it successful like i think the company would be much larger had that been the overarching goal yes. of of my life in some days i think oh well wouldn't it be great just to have the one shop you know and I manage those situations and you know it's not like i need the extra money from the more shops and mm -hmm. it, it's but it's it's exciting it gives me something a challenge and it's it's interesting and i'm hoping at least that the larger that we can grow the more impact we can make both locally and in other ways well you know your story is quite unique because it's a blend of as you said as i said faith community entrepreneurship and, you know, clearly you're, you know, how do you hope your journey, though, inspires others, including those on your team? Because, the, you know, is there a word, word you want to convey to your team in, this, in um, this public domain here? Sure. Well, A, I talk about it all the time. I try to reflect back to our team. We have some phenomenal people that have been with us for years and some that have only been with us for a short time. But some people really get it and they get passionate about what we do and they've been able to see some of their dreams come true within the broader vision of what we kind of set out to accomplish well don't realize we have a set menu but whenever we do new menus everybody that's interested in being a part of creating new menu items gets to be involved in that process um, when we do fall drinks and things like that you know this past year and I, and I was kind of just gonna let's ride with the same drinks that we do every fall but we had some employees that really wanted to try an eggnog and a gingerbread and we make all our syrups and sauces from scratch and so wow. i was like all right well, you guys pick the drinks uh market them you know make the recipes and have some fun with it so they got to do that which you know it, yeah. it made that much more of an ownership type of thing and and fun for them fun for the guests as well but yeah we couldn't do it without them i mean tremendous team um, yeah the lucio um our, one of our chefs he's our general manager in bluffton now um, Sarah, our Port Royal manager, um, Aubrey, our Hilton Head manager, have all been with us for a few years. Heather's um, worked just about every role in the company. Mm -hmm. 
and even manages kind of when I'm my, some of my stuff when I'm out of town and, and that sort of thing. So uh, really great people, really passionate people, people that love people. And um, yeah, sure. We all get annoyed a little yeah. bit every now and then love to get to work with those guys. Well, that's awesome because I, I've seen the spirit and no matter where you go, it's like always, you know, buzzing with, can I help? And, you know, if you don't like something, take it away. Um, so, you know, I also love the fact that it's, you know, you have three locations and while the menu may be the same, everything is mm -hmm. done in the store, right? It, it's cooked and, and yeah, fresh that's right. to order. So, yeah. Um, but the thing that keeps me focused on that is uh, I imagine I'm serving my friend, family, friends and neighbors. And so yes. if I've got family or friends or neighbors coming over to the house, I want to make something nice for them. I want to have a nice mood. I want the music. I want, you know, everything to be as if mm -hmm. we were having family over or whatever. Absolutely. And I love that t-shirt. I don't know if you still have them. It says, you know, what, what is it? Locals living like tourists. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Tell me about yeah. that. Where did that come from? Um, you know, maybe this is where I finally get in trouble for that, but I saw that <laughs> on a shirt in the Caribbean. <laughs> And it just resonated with me. And so I changed it so that I wouldn't get direct copyright in, infringement. Uh -huh. um, I don't oh, think okay. they, they, anyway, but uh, yeah, it's just an island vibes kind of thing. I mean, I, you catch me most days, I'm wearing flip flops and, you know, a baseball <laughs> hat and, uh, you know, board shorts or whatever. I, it helps me with all the chaos and stress going on, feel you know, comfortable in mm -hmm. my own skin. But Okay, so reflecting on your journey so far, I hope mm -hmm. you have a lot more decades to go here. What are some of the key personal growth moments for you and lessons that you've learned through not just being an entrepreneur, but being who you are? Oh man, I'm still learning, but just trying to be the most authentic to myself. Like I, I try to stay inspired. Not every day is, is easy to do that, but I try to learn a lot from everybody regardless of, you know, age, color, race, gender, any of that kind of stuff. It's like, let's, I try to be present in the moment in mm -hmm. conversation and try not to let technology run my life too much. Mm -hmm. I have a good time and, and have, and, and not take myself too seriously. Beautiful. So, so, <laughs> you know, for those always scared to make that move, particularly from corporate America to, you know, entrepreneurship, yeah. which I, you know, the, you know, and my knocking corporate America is, hey, I live, in corporate America for 30 plus years and yeah. then decided 20 years ago to go, you know, do crazy things with my life. But so in terms of, you know, because we say it's the promise of time, you know, control over your time, freedom, etc. Based on your experiences, what advice would you give to people watching or listening to say, how do I well, contemplate leaving this stable job to pursue an entrepreneurial dream, yeah. even though it's burning inside of me? Okay, well, so there's a couple of different ways, but one of the most applicable, maybe, I've become known for taking risks, right? We took some big risks sure. every day, you know, there's different types of risk. But if you're in a job that where you have uh, a boss, it's the same risk. Your mm -hmm. life is in their hands. So every day, you know, you, you have to continue to perform in order to maintain that level of value and necessity. So your life is just more in your own hands. So maybe that's more comfortable and maybe that's terrifying. It really depends on a personality, I think. So that's part mm -hmm. of it. You know, when we first started and a lot of people kind of approach uh, business ownership or entrepreneurism from, I've got this really great thing. It's like the best donuts or uh, whatever it is, right? The best coffee or the, the best Italian pasta, whatnot. 
So you want to share that if you hold on too tightly to your family recipe or just the way that you like it, you're going to miss a lot of your audience. And mm. so really trying to, to be attentive to what people are interested in and, you know, keep your, your version of it. So for me, like I don't drink the pumpkin spice lattes. I'll try one once a year, make sure I think it's as good as we can make it. That's not my thing, you know, but people love a pumpkin spice latte during that season. And if, if I just said, no, we're going to only serve black coffee and bacon, egg and cheese sandwiches, you know, we wouldn't have a very big business, but mm-hmm. you know, we brought enough to try avocado toast when that became popular. And now it's one of our best seller, right. you know, and things like Absolutely. that. Hands down. So yeah. it's somewhere in your bio and somebody's comments on your website, right? like, uh-huh. you know, this guy, Josh, just walks around. He's like a solution looking for a problem. So <laughs> <laughs> why do you think he said that? I'm always tinkering with things. I'm always, you know, things, it's a squeaky wheel gets the grease a little bit, but I feel like we can always improve and we can always learn and, and grow. And so, yeah, that's where it com- comes from, I think, is things will get going perfectly fine. And here I am trying to find a better way to make it than it already is. So, but it kind of drives people nuts a little bit because in the old days, I do this not as much now, but I was really trying so hard to figure it out before I felt like mm-hmm. things were running um, smooth mm-hmm. enough to like take your hands off a little bit, uh, uh-huh. foot off the gas. But I would spend all night up at the shop, you know, until five in the morning or whatnot, just re- changing the furniture around, moving the counter, changing the equipment, trying to find the right flow. And uh-huh. as much as that could be very beneficial, it also, if you're coming into work um, and everything in a completely different place than where you were working yesterday, that could be very frustrating. So so you do live oh. this uh, thing, a man of many ideas and crazy enough to chase them all down. Uh, I feel like that's <laughs> probably a fair statement. <laughs> so it keeps it interesting. Um, keeps sure. everybody on their toes. <laughs> That's great. Well, listen, this has been inspiring. So I, I do have, I haven't done this yeah. yet, but I thought of it last night and I go, I'm going to do a rapid fire because a lot of people say, you know, okay, what can you think on the feet quickly? Coffee or tea, obviously I'm going to say, but maybe not. Uh-huh. Coffee or tea in the morning? Coffee. One book that has profoundly influenced your life or a podcast, whatever. Oh, uh, the secret that's probably counterintuitive. Um, but I just, you know, I, I kind of, I I'm confident in my, my faith, but, uh, just the way that you think about things kind of changed a lot as I kind of started thinking about, Oh, I really do have a lot of that. Yeah. Love that. Biggest role model in business. Biggest role model in business. Um, I'm going to say my buddy Clayton Collar, and he will be surprised to hear that. But um, he has recently start uh, bought into a company, and he just he's approaching it and tackling it from every direction at the same time. He's really impressed me. Wow! Yeah, Great! Wow! One skill every entrepreneur must have: persistence. Um, Super. Just to get up and keep going. Early bird or night owl. Both. I get up naturally pretty early, but I'm definitely known for staying up late and getting after it. Okay. And then your one productivity hack. 
productivity. Just keep your eye on the ball. Once you have some momentum, just keep riding that momentum out. There's, we almost have too much technology. You know, it, I'm not the guy to stay on my emails all day, every day. That's very productive for some people. It makes me, I lose creativity and focus um, by being distracted. Right. Yeah. Listen, uh, Josh, I know we've been wanting to do this for a while, so I don't take anything for granted. I know you're a busy guy. You got all sorts of irons in the fire. Uh, so I'm sure my audience appreciates listening to these stories all the time. So, you know, these bold entrepreneurial tales that I bring here is, is re really to inspire people not to necessarily go quit their job and go, you know, ruin their life or whatever they think their problems are. But um, I do believe that the world needs more people like you, me and others who are doing things to not just live a dream, but also to bring your gifts to the world. So I really appreciate you being here. But one last thing in that vein, I want to ask you is that, you know, and I do ask this of most people, what might you have learned in this conversation today? You have a lot of wonderful flowery language. Uh, you see oh, something beyond uh, beyond what I see in myself, and that humbles me, and I'm grateful for, for that. Um, and, and I love the fact that you are using this outlet to uh, inspire and challenge and help people think what they ought to pursue. So I commend yeah. you for that. Oh, no, this isn't about me. I was still talking about you. Like, if there's something that you discovered about, did you have a breakthrough or some other thing? But whatever whatever uh, this is not a planned question so no i i know i i just wanted to take a chance to uh dote on you for a moment um you know you. i love self-reflection and the more that i'm able to talk with other people who are in business i always walk away feeling more encouraged and inspired and and challenged so mm -hmm. I, I certainly appreciate that opportunity well, I really appreciate you taking the time. And for those of you watching, listening, do not forget to subscribe and like, comment below because you know there are many other types of inspiration, different stories that bring us to, together. And, and that's why we call this the Unity Consciousness Podcast because we're all connected. So stay connected. Well, and thanks again, Josh, for being here. And I really appreciate you. Thank you, Matt. I do as well. Enjoy. Appreciate it. And that, my friend, brings us to the end of another episode of Bold Conscious Connections. I hope today's conversation has sparked new ideas and inspired you to embrace your own journey of growth and entrepreneurship. Remember, every step forward is a step towards achieving your dreams and your success. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and download the episode that you heard today. This way you can stay connected with our community of bold and conscious leaders. Take at least one action today, my friend, towards your goals and join us next time for more empowering stories and insights. Here is to your power.